Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, a podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels and spin-offs to films that don't have any. I'm Harry and joining me as always is my co-host John. Hello, that was a very natural reading there, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I certainly wasn't reading that out. Um, so this week uh, I believe you chose the film. I did, I chose a doozy. Yeah. I chose uh, Super Mario Brothers, the classic 1993 video game adaptation. The year I was born? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now it's even more depressing. Um, <laughs> also, it made the same year as Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I like to think about that when I watch this film, because they have such very similar production values. Do they? Oh, yeah. So yeah. what did you think of this film? Uh, I had its ups and downs for me. <laughs> um, there were bits where I just I stopped paying attention. Which bits in particular? Well, I don't remember. Oh, okay. But <laughs> was there a point where you were like, fuck this? No, no, there was no point like that. There were just a few bits sort of, near the end where I just sort of drifted in and out of paying attention to it. But like, I I still caught the plot and caught all the... <laughs> I would argue that there's not much pl- plot to catch, really. No, well, there's not. <laughs> so I was interested to know which bits were kind of peaks and troughs for you, because the whole film is just, for me, was just incredibly... It almost did feel like a video game in the sense that there was, there, there was it was just, here's a scenario and here's how the character's going to react to it. And there was no kind of oh, sense I of... I feel like it, it started off quite sort of slow and timid when it's in the real world mm. and sort of built the character's... A bit. It certainly made you care about the characters, especially Daisy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Gave you enough. I was like, oh, she's lovely. And then like, oh my God, she's stolen. No. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Why don't you come on down to the tanning salon and I can hook you up with some free tans. Bring a nice bathing suit, though, like something a little strapless so you don't get a tan line and you probably want to take off that rock. Well, actually, you know, I, I never take it off. <laughs> well, I know it sounds weird, but I mean, it's the only thing I have from when I was found. Found? Oh, I was abandoned. Yeah, I think that as soon as they went into the parallel universe, it was downhill from there. Because that's where it just turned into sort of a weird, what looked like a, an 80s future. <laughs> I guess it was, being early 90s. Um, I'd, I'd argue that that was when it got good. But uh... <laughs> Well, like, it reminded me a lot of... Uh, I recently watched Robocop. Okay. Um, it reminded me a lot of that kind of weird future. Mm. Everything's just strange, but still 80s. Kind of low-budget dystopia. Yeah, which I... Yeah, I, it's a style. It's not a style that I like, though. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone compare this film to Robocop before. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know if you felt the same, but the end sequence, or the you know, the climax, super quick. Oh, yeah, it was completely, oh, we're done now. It was over in like 10 seconds. Yeah. It wasn't much of a climax. No, not at all. It was, oh, he's a Tyrannosaurus. Oh, he's, he's goo now, and the world is saved. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was... It was like they just ran out of time and or budget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Which was a shame. Yeah, but, uh, well, I'm glad I've seen it. What did you think about it visually? Visually? Uh... In terms of, you've talked about how you felt it looked like a, a late 80s kind of Paul Verhoeven kind of schlock. But I mean, specifically as a Super Mario Brothers film, as an adaptation of the Super Mario Brothers. I got very annoyed that it was only about in the last third of the film that Mario and Luigi wore the correct colours. Yeah. Because... One of, the, one of the opening scenes, Luigi is wearing red and Mario is wearing green. Mm. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> you makes... that was just basic. Yeah. Oh, that that really annoyed me. Just just have him wearing t-shirts. Just red and green t-shirts. Yeah, just colour code. It needs to be in the full costume. But yeah. you, know, you could nod to it. But... Yeah. I chose this film because I find this film endlessly fascinating. Because it's, yeah. it's bad, but it's bad in such a fascinating way. Because it just... If you told me that this film was made illegally, I would believe you. <laughs> like, if you told me that this film was shot in Romania with zero authorization from the Nintendo Corporation, mm-hmm. 
I would totally buy it, buy it if I didn't know better because everything just feels slightly off. Mm. Like none of the characters look like, as you say, the color coding's all wrong. Mm-hmm. Like the characters don't look like oh, the you know the Toads and the Goombas and King Cooper. None of them look anything like they look in the video game like yeah. at all. Yeah, it's just it's completely bewildering. There's no Princess Peach. There's Princess Daisy. Well, she is a thing in one or two of the games. Oh, is but, she? Yeah, but it did annoy me that it wasn't Peach. Because yeah. also Daisy has brown hair. Peach has blonde hair. This woman had blonde hair. Although Daisy is a more normal name. Yeah. Well, I, I thought they could have had Mario's like real world girlfriend because there's a bit where she gets like kind of grabbed and pulled away and she does the scream and it is very Princess Peach. Mm. If he like called her Peach or Peaches as kind of a you know yeah. that would that would have been enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was really strange how everything felt like everyone was pl- being played by their like non-union Mexican equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got no water. Hey, wait a minute. You can't arrest a guy that's just singing a song. For anti-Cooper songs, we can. Yes, I felt like the film was either made illegally or kind of via Chinese whispers, where, Mm. um, you know, somebody whispers to somebody else and then it goes around the room and then what comes out the other side is completely unrecognisable from Mm -hmm. the initial concept. Yeah. Princess? I need the rock and the princess Stacy. And I'll finally be able to merge our world with theirs and get rid of the mammals. Yeah, that's how it felt to me. It felt like a Mario film that wasn't a Mario film, mm. which was really, really strange. And the other thing I found strange was that everyone in this film has actually had a good career, is, is a really good actor in other things. Like, they're not in this. Other than Bob Hoskins, I didn't know anyone. Well, Bob, Bob Hoskins obviously did loads. Yeah. Uh, John Leguizamo has been... He's the voice of Sid in Ice Age. But who, he has, who is he? Sid is... No, who main... is he in Mario? Oh, Mario, that's Luigi, sorry. Okay. Um, I did recognise him. Yeah, he has been in lots and lots of things. But, not, but I didn't recognise his name. Yeah. Um, Samantha Mathis was in a load of really cool 80s films like Pump Up the Volume and she's done she's mm-hmm. in American Beauty mm-hmm. no not American Beauty American Psycho yeah. obviously Dennis Hopper the villain who played King Cooper he Looks was familiar. in Blue Velvet and mm-hmm. Easy Rider and loads of classic films mm-hmm. uh, even the crazy King Cooper's girlfriend you know that character yeah she was she's Fiona Shaw she's Amputee oh from yeah Harry of Potter. course yeah. Yeah, yeah I did he, recognize her a major star of like state like Broadway and West End yeah yeah yeah, so usually when you see films like this, you'll get a bunch of like B movie actors and one person, one star who's slumming it. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's all star, well, <laughs> not star, all really talented people really striving against this really terrible, nonsensical script, which mm-hmm. I really, really found interesting. And to be fair, I don't think anyone was poor in it with mm-hmm. what they were given. I felt like they all really committed. Mm-hmm. They really tried with the material. It was just the material didn't really give them a great deal to work with. I will say there were parts of this film that I did actually enjoy. Actually, I enjoyed most of it. Yeah. Not in the sense that this is a good film, but this is... There were parts of the film where I was screaming with laughter. I just yeah. found it so entertaining. And the work, because it was so action-filled, even though it was utterly nonsensical, it kept, it didn't bore me. There were no points when I was... It moved along at quite a good pace. And like one joke that I did appreciate was the fact that he was called Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. I, I'm glad they drew attention to that. Yeah, because they are yeah. the Super Mario brothers. Yeah. So that you, that implies that that is their surname, but he's only ever referred to as... Name, Mario. Last name. Mario. Okay, what's your name? Luigi. Luigi Luigi? No, Luigi Mario. Okay, look, how many Marios are there between the two of you? There's three. It's, it's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Mike! Mike! 
Stop these Mario's around the side. That felt like a fan joke. That felt like people who actually knew the mm-hmm. franchise enough. But then there were so many other things just felt like it had been directed and written by people who'd never played a Mario game in their lives. Yeah. Yeah, so on the whole, I had a lot of fun watching the film and I find it very entertaining. But um, yeah, not, not, I don't think it's a Titanic or a um, Gladiator. Gladiator, no. no. <laughs> well, that's, I, I think we should keep up this, it's not a streak, keep up the opposite of a streak rather than doing all the best movies. Mm-hmm. Do some do some B movies. Yeah, exactly. I think it's good to jump around a bit. So. Yeah, because I watched a movie I never even heard of before, which mm-hmm. is always a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I'm going to go first this week Yes, on, uh, on my thing. I've come up with a, with a name which uh, has an accidental good pun in it. It's called Mario and Luigi, The Quest for Peach. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my beer. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yep. Right, I'm, I'm already sold. Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy Everything with Everything after this is an hour bonus. <laughs> uh-huh. so, it's, well, so it's a very simple plot. It's essentially exactly the same as the game that you're playing now. Okay. Um, I'm currently playing Super Mario Bros. DS and it has ruined my life. I'm, <laughs> I'm no longer sleeping, eating or watching television. So I'm just good. chasing coins. All right. Get them up, suckers! <laughs> Cobra coins! I need Cobra coins, you lighthouse! So Mario is played by Matt LeBlanc. Okay. Um, and that, a good, that didn't occur to me. That is a good choice. It really is, isn't it? I'm really happy obvious. with that. Yeah. Like, even lo- in 1993, if they'd cast him as a... Because how, how old do you think Mario is in the game? I don't know. I think maybe like early middle age. Yeah. Like an adult. Not, well, he, a, not a young adult. Yeah. Because you can't really see skin tone. He doesn't really have like pores or wrinkles because he's, you know. <laughs> so, so he could be anything from like a 20 year old with a questionable moustache to, mm-hmm. to like, yeah, in his early to late 50s. Yeah. Albeit quite sprightly you know, with all the bouncing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Matt LeBlanc. That's good. I thought, sorry to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. I was thinking. If, if not Bob Hoskins, another actor they could have cast at the time, not now because he's also dead, unfortunately, mm. would have been James Gandolfini. Um. I would love like a very, though, for a start, he's Italian or Italian-American, yeah. which would would help. Yeah. But also because he's so physically threatening, and, or was, and mm-hmm. he was so big and looming. I thought that'd be a really cool, interesting take on Mario. Anyway, continue. Well, I've gone for what's potentially a very bad choice for Luigi. Mm-hmm. So Luigi is now Mario's older brother, which I'm not sure was the case. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I always assumed younger. Always. He, well, he wasn't a film. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, I'm going Al Pacino. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hoo-ah! Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, if somebody got Al Pacino in the right mood, then he'd do that film for a laugh. I feel like that'd be... Oh, yeah. That'd be good. And that would, that would bring a lot of people into the cinema just being like, what? That's weird. I want to see that. Mm-hmm. You've sold me on the title and the cast so far. So. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be Princess Peach. Okay. We're bringing her back. Yeah. Um, Amy Poehler. Like it. So, okay. Wait a second. Is this a sequel or is it a remake? Oh, it's, yeah. Ignoring the original. This films. is a remake. Yes. Okay, cool. So I Daisy's wouldn't really say got... remake because it's not the same plot at all. A reboot of the franchise. Yeah. Okay, cool. Amy Poehler. That's great. Go on. It is good. I isn't wish it? I'd thought of that. Yeah. yeah, I'm really happy with that. Yeah, and so it is going to be a film which is it's a CGI film, but with real people in it. So like the Jungle Book was last year. Okay. So you can do all the all the different creatures and monsters. You can actually put them on screen, but they're not people in costume. Mm-hmm. Which means that we can have some great people doing voice acting. Okay. I have a list. So Bowser is who is going to be the main villain of the film. Do you know, it never occurred to me that Bowser and King Cooper were the same character until I watched the film and was really confused. I, I, I wasn't sure of that until you said then. I just thought that Bowser also wasn't in the film we watched. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking, is it King Cooper or is it Bowser? 
and then he was obviously King Cooper in the film. Mm. And I thought, who's Bowser then? And I googled Bowser, and it was it's the same character, isn't it? Or is Bowser the smaller one? Maybe. Uh, sorry, I, I'm yeah. continue. Yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, there's Bowser in this, and he's going to be played by Jeremy Irons. <laughs> okay. Um, Fresh from Assassin's Creed, yeah. from one instant classic video game remake to another. Yeah, and so, well, our, our heroes start. Uh, Mary and Luigi are just fixing some plumbing in the basement of Peach's <laughs> Castle. <laughs> but they're plumbers, that's what okay. they do. No, that's cool. So, okay, so they're in... I guess, so unlike this film, they are... It's all in Mario Land? Yes. There's no, there's no yes, Brooklyn, the, there's no dimensional... There's no, there's no parallel universe or any anything like that, because... Okay. I don't really feel that's true to the source material. No, it really wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's always fun to take some story and then put it in the real world. Star Trek did it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were always fun episodes or films. Here's a question. I, I'm aware I'm interrupting a lot. What was the kingdom called that they went to? Did we ever find out? don't think so. Because they went to Brooklyn and then they were in like King Cooper's land. But what was it called? Cooperland? Was it just Cooperland? I have no idea. Okay. I was trying to think before and I couldn't. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, they're just in the basement fixing <laughs> pipes. This already feels Brilliant. like the beginning to a porn parody of Super Mario Brothers. Well, it's not. Let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Peach's upstairs just doing whatever. And then there is an attack on the castle okay. led by Bowser and his troops of what always seem to be turtles and mushrooms and mm-hmm. Goombas. We found out they were called Goombas, which I was not aware of. Cool. Goombas. Yeah, yeah and there, there is an attack on the castle. Um, a lot of the castle is destroyed, including the entrance to the basement. So Mario and Luigi are trapped, well, or oh, okay. temporarily trapped, and Peach is stolen. And that's the that's the opening scene to the film, essentially. Okay. So the scene is set, Peach is stolen, Mario and Luigi are on a quest for Peach. So this is basically, this is really just a retelling of, oh, the, exactly of the games. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I feel that's what would be good to see yeah well the film that exists was so far removed from that, that exactly there's probably demand for it annoyed it. me because it was so far from yeah. it because i love mario and luigi then what mario is my favorite game mm-hmm. so that's what i want what do you love about them specifically about the mario games yeah. playing them again and again and again and again until i know them off by heart but i mean the characters oh the characters eh, not much no that's what i mean there's not that's what i came to when i was thinking there's not much to them yeah which you don't need to, i think that's why a lot of computer game to film adaptations fail because I think that's true of most computer games. Yeah. Like you don't really care about Sonic the Hedgehog's character or even like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or whatever it might be. Yeah. The whole point is that they present you with a very simple scenario and mm-hmm. then you have to react to it. And that's all you need. You don't need characterization. Yeah. The exception might be something like Zelda, which is, is a bit more rich and story driven and has never had a film made about it, strangely. But yeah, but I was interested to know why Super Mario in particular was something that you were drawn to. But just, I guess, because it was one of that you, as a kid, you owned and played. and Yeah, that's okay. pretty much it. Oh, and I did forget to mention, uh, Yoshi uh, was in the castle as well. He's just there making an appearance, just because the fans love Yoshi, who was played by Hugh Laurie. Is this, like, CGI voice of Hugh Laurie, or is Hugh Laurie going to be in a dinosaur suit? Hugh Laurie will do motion capture. Oh, okay. So, Ooh, Andy Serkis style. Yes. So, so what? so this Yoshi talks? Yeah. Or are you just going to make Hugh Laurie make dinosaur sounds? Oh, I forget. Does he actually talk? He doesn't really talk, does he? We didn't in the movie, but no. I don't know if he does in like because there've been cartoons and stuff. And all sorts. I've always assumed he was non-verbal, like a, he was like a dog. Okay, well, Hugh Laurie is a dog. Okay, I like the idea <laughs> of, ha- of casting the great actor Hugh Laurie and just having him make dinosaur noises. I think he'd do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so Yoshi's there, just sort of making an appearance, but Yoshi is not an integral part to the plot. Okay, 
doesn't really... He's an Easter egg, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. And so there's not really much to the plot, because it follows the game entirely, where they just have to... They travel to Bowser's castle. They've got to go through a few different terrains. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you probably start off and get grassy fields by the by Petrius Destroyed Castle, and go through deserts and snows, and don't know why they need to go in the clouds, but whatever. And in each of those places, there is a boss battle at the end, where I have a list of actors who I would like to put in this, <laughs> and you and me are now going to come up with what that creature would be. Oh, okay. So, what would Danny DeVito play? Oh, Danny DeVito's in mine as well. Um, so <laughs> he's, not, of... he's an obvious choice for a lot of things. See, I know who Danny DeVito plays in my version, but I don't know. I don't ever want to spoil it. I, I feel like it's a big reveal, too much of a reveal. Did you have any thoughts? I feel you... like it needs to be something slimy. Oh, okay. Okay. Are we talking actual bad guys from the Mario game then? Not necessarily. Just make it up if you can. Because there was like, he could play the turtley kind of thing with the goggles that sometimes crops up. Totally thing with goggles. Is it in a cloud? Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah. I was thinking also the one that's in the tank in the game I just played where uh, he's yeah. shooting bullets. And yes, yes, yes. That was frustrating. But anyway. So there's Danny DeVito. Who, that's a mole, I think. A, a mole, okay. Actually, that really fits. Danny DeVito totally is, play a, mole. is a mole in a tank. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, next, uh, Russell Brand. Ugh, I hate him. He, he's um, got to be something hairy. Yeah. Could he be some kind of chimp? A hedgehog? He could be a hedgehog. Would Yeah. No, I think a chimp. Yeah, I think a chimp who is made... Or could he l- be like Donkey Kong, but a bit slimmer? Mario's traditional enemy in the original mm-hmm. arcade games. Um, so I don't think he's like buff enough to be hurling... Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think I think a chimp would be would be good. Yeah. Give him the Russell Brand hairstyle as well. Yeah. So it's a, it's Russell Brand playing a monkey that looks like Russell Brand. Mm. How are these boss battles going to play out? In the sense that is are we going to have the Matt image LeBlanc of Matt LeBlanc and Al Pacino? Are going to take Al Pacino? Don't know what Al Pacino's going to Are they going to like bounce on Russell Brand's head, or are they just are they going to take a wrench and like bludgeon them, or what? what what's their fighting style going to be? I don't imagine Matt LeBlanc jumping on somebody's head. Yeah. Well, given they're all CGI monsters, I think that's doable. But oh god, I don't know how. To, how do you do trial-friendly violence? Yeah. Well, um... <laughs> I mean, it, it happens. I think they should have some kind of weapon, maybe like guns, or but then Mario never carried a gun. Oh, maybe the flowers. Maybe the flower it's thing. Flower maybe power. has like a flower gun or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There could be flower power. There could be the occasional trick as well. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they should use their wits and their plumbing skills. Yeah. Like maybe there's a lot of opening faucets and enemies being blasted away by water. Or yeah. Or just like there's some banana trees growing by and so they, yeah. oh, take Russell Brand to the banana trees, not distract him. And then Luigi is bait, runs towards the banana trees. So Luigi can run fast, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, because there isn't necessarily a lot and of repetition. Get, and then gets him dis- distracted by yeah. bananas and then they carry on. I think that works because, I mean, Mario games are by nature very repetitious, so you can't have yeah. them just do the same things every boss. So, yeah, maybe it's a case that they use their wits every time and it's just whatever they have to hand. Yeah. They combine with their plumbing powers to um, find a way to defeat them. Yeah. Okay, next on my list, Ralph Fiennes. Sorry, okay. Rafe Fiennes. Rafe Fiennes. Okay, Voldemort. Yeah. Oh, could he play a ghost? Oh, yeah. Like from the Haunted House level? Yeah. Yeah, he could definitely play a ghost. Okay, yeah. how, how do you defeat the ghost? Well, you can't defeat the ghosts in the game. That's why they're such a bitch to beat, because you have to just jump over them and hope for the best. You could have, like, an homage to Ghostbusters, maybe? Have them find some kind of... Or... I don't know. What, how would a plumber defeat a ghost? I have no idea. <laughs> just, think, just thinking, water? Nope. Nope, nothing. Maybe they just need to get something from the ghost and then get out of the castle. 
Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe there's like some like kind of collection elements in this, like again, yeah. like keys or something, like because it's got to be a reason why they're going to all these places, unless it's just like going from, unless it's a straight line. Yeah. So maybe there's something they need in order to release Peach. Okay, yeah. So a key to the front gate of Bowser's castle. Yeah, it's being held by the ghost of Ray Fines. Yeah. yeah. The ghost ah, of Ray I'll, Fines. Yeah. <laughs> Idris Elba. Ooh, okay. He's always a good one. He is. I feel like he could play somebody very strong. Maybe he could do a Donkey Kong thing. Yeah. What else could Idris Elba play? Um, I'm trying to think of other villains that exist in that universe. Um, yeah. Maybe he could just be like a heavy, like he's maybe he's like the leader of the Goombas. Oh yeah, yeah. So he he can just sort of command them, and then he'll just march them at once, and there's a big, big battle there of yeah. some kind. Mm-hmm. That could be something they could just step on their heads. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he gets some CGI ones, and maybe he can just voice the giant one. You know how like yeah. there's the giant Goomba, so maybe Idris oh, Elba. Yeah, yeah. Imagine a giant Goomba with the voice of Idris Elba. Yeah. Okay, Will Ferrell. Uh, some kind of. Maybe he could be the turtle. Oh, yeah, he'd be a good turtle. He could be the good turtle. Yes. Yeah, yeah that'd be... Yeah. One of the flying ones? Like one of those ones with wings? Or just a regular turtle? Every turtle. Every turtle. Oh, <laughs> maybe a collective of turtles that all have the voice of Will Ferrell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Michael Caine. Oh, wow. Um, is he going to be... I kind of want him to actually be in the film. Like, not to be a voice. I want him to... Because he's like in his 80s now. I want him to be getting like... Oh, well, like an old man. I want to see, I wanna oh, see Michael Caine told. and... Al Pacino throw down. Like. Oh, throw down, really? <laughs> oh, so you want him as a villain? I thought we were talking all villains here. Yeah, me too, but I just thought like he, he might be a good sort of toad. Okay. Because a toad... is kind of like a butler. He's kind of Princess Peach's Al- Alfred, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he could. That'd be a very dignified toad. <laughs> yeah, yes it would. Stephen Fry, I think, could also be a toad of some kind. Yeah, or he could be a mole or some kind of bookwormy kind of thing. Or um, or caterpillar, those giant caterpillars that he sometimes run into. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yep, Stephen Fry, Caterpillar, yeah. definitely. Um, and my last one is Hugo Weaving. Okay. Have we run out of Mario kind of baddies? To... There's a fish. He could be a fish, yeah, underwater level. He could be a shark. He looks quite sharkish. Oh, yeah. He could be a good shark. He'd be a good shark. Yeah. So these people, they've got to have their faces, cause it's motion capture, but they've got to have their faces looking a little bit like these creatures. Yeah. Or oh, sorry, the other way around. These creatures have got to be looking a little bit like the actors. Yeah which I think would be very interesting to imagine Hugo Weaving looking like a shark. See, that's the one I could, I can really believe. I can see Hugo Weaving looking like a shark. Mm-hmm. A Goomba that looks like Idris Elba. Trickier, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can do it, you can do it. Yeah, and so, well, essentially that is Mario and Luigi, the quest for Peach. Okay. They, they bat- battle all these bosses, they get to Bowser at the end, and they win, essentially. Uh, they go back and then they re- rebuild the castle and they live happily ever after. There's no romance in it at all. That's I've, that's one thing I've never really liked about it. Mm-hmm. Because in the games, you can play as any character, but Peach will always kiss you at the end, no matter who you are. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, do you, so you think Peach is basically just a slut in the games? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, and so uh, that's it. There, there are a few bits of light comedy throughout. Okay. Hence casting Matt LeBlanc and Amy Poehler. Mm. Is... Princess Peach, Amy Poehler as Princess Peach going to have any kind of agency whatsoever, or is she just going to be the, the girl to be rescued? Girl to be rescued. I don't think Amy Poehler would go with that. She's, kind of, she's, she's very much a feminist. I think she would only t- accept the role of Princess Peach, could have some kind of role in her own rescue. 
okay, what if she escapes and Mary and Luigi get all the way to the end and find that she's, she's not there? For herself. That'd be a good twist. And then, and then find her back at the castle. Yeah, I like that. They, they go through all of this and then they get to the final castle and yeah, she's found her own way out. I think, yeah, yeah I think Amy Poehler would like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Thank you for having me on that one. Yeah, uh, yeah that's mine. What's yours? I like it. That's good. Um, yeah, I might need some equal help on mine. So while I was watching this film, it kind of struck me, it reminded me of another film I'd watched kind of recently that was featured a lot of iconic characters and was kind of nonsensical and very much action-driven with paper-thin plots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that film was Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking, what have you combined the two? So my, uh, my, my sequel, and it is a sequel, this is a direct sequel to the first film, yeah. is called Super Mario Bros. Boss Battle Squad. Okay. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. I wasn't really inspired title-wise with this one. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, the idea is to bring together Suicide Squad and Super Mario Bros. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bob Hoskins is dead. So, oh. And I'm going to be true to that. I'm not going to be cast. So this, in this film, Mario is dead. Well, In fact, we open <laughs> at his funeral. <laughs> oh, Our God. Our opening scene is Super Mario Bros. <laughs> funeral. <laughs> it's a rainy day in Brooklyn. Mario is being buried. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Luigi's still alive. In case you're wondering, he died of complications from type 2 diabetes. Um, not, not a whole lot of uh, jumping around in Mario's last years, grim. Uh, Listeners, there's a, there's a tear running down my face right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you've got to think about these things. People will ask. So Luigi is still alive, still played by John Leguizamo. Who is this film aimed at? <laughs> it's aimed at the same people Suicide Squad's aimed at. I don't know. Who was that aimed at? Well, it made money. Um, people who remember Super Mario Brothers but will appreciate a, you know, a darker take. Okay. Look, I'm being artistic. I'm sure, sure. <laughs> taking a risk. I'm taking a risk. <laughs> so Luigi is still alive, played by John Grusama. He's older, he's world weary, you know, the time has not been kind. Yeah. So the, at the end of the funeral, which is sparsely populated, he goes back to the flat that him and Mario, as it turned out, had continued to share for the rest, for the, in the intervening years, mm-hmm. like the 30 years since this film, 20 mm-hmm. odd years since this film came out. Uh, and he finds Princess Daisy is waiting for him in the apartment. And it's been a long time. He's not seen her. They're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. It's been a long, long time. She's been in the other dimension. Okay. Which it really bugged me conceptualizing this. The fact that the other dimension doesn't have a name that I can think of. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, she's in the other dimension. And she's also, the years have been hard in all kinds. So she might have like an eye patch. Um, maybe like a false leg. Maybe a wooden leg or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, but she's still the ruler of the other dimension, basically. Yeah. And she is basically my Viola Davis. My Amanda. Uh, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. Yeah character in this <clears throat> so she says to luigi she's sorry she missed the funeral but she needed to speak to him because she needs his help basically mm-hmm. things are really bad in um the other dimension mm. and she desperately needs his assistance to put things right and what the situation that's taking place is that the new dimension is i'm just gonna call it nintendo land nintendo land, nintendo land is sure. being ravaged by hideous deformed mutants okay which are roaming the roaming the land and just killing citizens left right and center and mm-hmm. just causing chaos and they've tried to fight back against them, but it's just they've been sustained heavy losses. And now there are rumors that an, a whole army of these mutants is building up somewhere in the outskirts of the Nintendo land. Yeah. But the, all the scouting parties they've sent have, have disappeared. Nobody's come back alive. So they need, she needs Luigi to come into the dimension and use his skills that he helped, used to help her rescue the land the first time mm-hmm. to infiltrate the enemy layer and basically bring them down from the inside. And that's mm-hmm. the plan. So he agrees to, after some convincing... Because she's an old flame, you know. So, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, he agrees to go back with her and help her out. But he's, he can't do this alone. This is a big mission. So he's going to need a team of, of her best men. Yeah. Unfortunately, her best men are all dead. Yeah. So all she's got left are her worst men. Okay. And this is where the suicide squad element comes in. Ah. So, so they travel to the other dimension and they go to a high security prison mm-hmm. where she has assembled a crack team of the worst of the worst. 
who have been in, in, in prison for many, many years, but she's promised them their freedom in return for their assistance with helping to deal with this threat that okay. threatens the ball. So they have nothing to lose. These mutants are going to kill everyone anyway. So, And what's to stop them from just leaving straight away? Um, I suppose we could replicate that whole thing of the of the bomb in the brain. Bomb in the head. Actually, to be fair, if they're promised freedom at the end. Yeah, they are, then... they are, yeah. Set, Luigi's watching over them to make sure nothing, that they don't just go rogue. So that's well, because like, if they do, then they're still going to be on the run. Yeah. Whereas if they do the whole mission, then they're going to be free. Totally, yeah. So, so the idea is, yeah, and the idea is that these, these mutants are going to, um, are a major threat for everybody. So it's in their best interests to deal with this because yeah. this is this is an uncontrollable threat. So, so anyway, so this is our Suicide Squad. Okay. Uh, so we have Wario, who is my Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. So he is just an evil plumber, and he's the, he's going to be our ringleader of the. Yeah, that's a good that's a good cast. Yeah, so he's got an in- intense hatred of Luigi, which is going to kind of fuel the comic relief in this film. They're going to be bickering mm-hmm. throughout this whole kind of process. Uh, then we have Donkey Kong, a hyper-violent, non-verbal mutant ape, who's obviously the muscles, mm-hmm. and he is of course played by Vin Diesel. Uh, yeah. I did think of casting Vin Diesel, but only because I was going I was going to have a Mario Kart segment, and I thought, who from oh. Fast and Furious could I cast? Oh, okay. Well, it'd be a little bit dark if you cast the other one. So, <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, uh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> then we have Dr. Robotnik, a power mad tech genius banished from the Sega dimension. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, there weren't that many iconic Nintendo villains around, so I figured I'd have to, I'd have to kind of outsource a little bit. They've merged before. Yeah, exactly. It's a crossover. Uh, and he's going to be played by Jack Black. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> With the belly and the, like, moustache. Oh, it's, yeah. good. So, yeah, it's all live action, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, this is like yours. It's going to be live action mixed with CGI. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah, it's going to have to look a lot more magical than the original one. That is the bit of yeah. retcon I am doing because I, the visuals of the original film, like the, the way that everyone looked so off-brand and weird, I don't like that. I want, mm-hmm. I want these characters to look like the characters. So yeah, these are all live action, but there's going to be some CGI elements later on, which will make sense as I continue the plot. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have Princess Peach playing the har- in the Harley Quinn kind of role. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turns out she is Daisy's estranged sister, separated at birth. She was lost for many years and she, she's been driven mad by years of kidnapping by bad guys. Uh, just years of being objectified and grabbed and pulled mm-hmm. away. And so she's now com- quite, quite mad. Oh. And so hence she's had to be incarcerated for a good. And she harbors a lot of resentment towards Daisy for kind of usurping her in many mm-hmm. ways. I wish I'd gone with Amy Poehler for this because I do mm. think she's the perfect. I went with Amy Adams. Okay. Because two reasons. First, she's played princesses before in Enchanted. Yeah. So we know she can yeah, do, yeah, that, yeah. She'd do that faux innocent kind of thing. Yeah. And also... As I've said before, whenever there's a, I see a bad movie, I need to have at least one actor who's way, way too good to be doing this shit. And so, <laughs> multiple Oscar nominee Amy Adams definitely in, in a smallish role that isn't very significant in this film at all. It's yeah. definitely something I need to happen. So yeah, so she's Princess Peach. So this is this is the squad, mm-hmm. and then at this point, the film basically just is Suicide Squad. So they go on this mission, similar to yours. They're battling through worlds, having all kinds of uh, mm-hmm. hyper-violent adventures. They battle. You say battling through worlds. Now, are these different areas in what you're calling Nintendo Land, or are they? actually different worlds because we've established there's multiple dimensions here okay the, the different parts of nintendo land they're not okay. tra- they're not transferring dimensions yet okay yeah they're just going they're just trying to get to the enemy layer which is on the outskirts mm-hmm. so at this point i want to hold this back but it doesn't make any sense so i'm gonna have to reveal now the deformed mutant creatures are pokemon <laughs> <laughs> sure okay, sure so. that doesn't surprise me to be fair that you would go <laughs> for pokemon uh, so yeah, so the enemy here is Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so the idea is basically that this this film is a an allegory for kind of old school versus new school, kind of mm-hmm. relatively new school, kind of you know, Nintendo. Yeah. Or you know, 
Asian anyway kind of computer game icons. Yeah. And so they, they cannot coexist in the same world. One must defeat the other. Yeah. And so this is the the bit the blood feud that is occurring. So so the, the movie goes on. They so go from, at what point in the film does that get revealed? Just well, or is that coming? Well, no, I guess it's, it has to be revealed the first time they have a fight with one of them. Mm. So I guess maybe they'll run into some Bulbasaur or some Charmander or something. All, uh, all you, I know you've probably got to start off with, a, with the biggest one, with Pikachu. Oh, just, just you wait. Just, I'm not, sorry. I was just going to say, for the, for, the, for the people who don't know Bulbasaur, actually. Well maybe, that, well, maybe that is... People, it will be revealed to people based on their own knowledge of the Pokemon world. Mm-hmm. So if okay, they don't know yeah. Pokemon, then there'll be a big reveal later on when they go, yeah. oh, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they might figure out from just early on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, they fight their way to the enemy layer. They get there and they all use their particular powers to kind of infiltrate it. So we've got uh, Robotnik's using all kinds of techie weapons and machinery. Mm-hmm. Princess Peach kind of acts as bait, but then like Harley Quinn, she's actually totally kick-ass and she snaps a lot of necks and you know, does all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Donkey Kong just throws shit. Mm-hmm. and Luigi and Wario just kind of hit people with wrenches, I guess, and use their plumbing yeah, yeah. skills. Uh, and they have very complementary um, abilities, mm-hmm. so they, they're forced to work together, which they both hate. So that's kind of that's going to be a running kind of theme, this kind of bromance versus kind of um, rivalry between the two. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they get into the castle. At some point here, I want to have an extended and very violent torture scene involving a Jigglypuff. That has to happen. Um, well, who yeah, is this film aimed at? <laughs> I know people who would go and see this film. <laughs> well, it's a cross between Sonic, Mario, and Pokemon. Yeah, but in it's... which with lots of death and violence and bleak themes of you know the futility of existence. So they get into the castle and they torture some Jigglypuff and they they reach the inner sanctum, which is this huge mechanical chamber, mm-hmm. which is basically opening up the portal to the Pokemon world and allowing the armies of Pokemon to come through basically okay yeah and at the moment it's only a small portal and it's only letting small amounts in at a time which is why they've not overrun the kingdom already right but they're on the verge of opening it up into like a giant black hole kind of vort- interdimensional permanent uh, vortex kind of thing in which mm-hmm. at which point the pokemon h- horde will kind of come through and just overrun everything like the what was it called in deep space nine the um, wormhole is it just the wormhole yeah, they have to constantly fight to keep that closed, and it keeps opening and closing, and the Dominion come through. It's oh, that basically. Sure. It's yeah. a vision that. So anyway, so so there's this interdimensional portal <clears> which <throat> is on the verge of being opened, mm-hmm. which is being powered by this giant mechanical kind of mainframe. Now, and in the center of this mainframe, power, and there's like an all electricity crackling everywhere. It's an orb of electricity, yep. and at the center, strapped into this mainframe, is Pikachu. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Pikachu is kind of hooked up to the machine, and he is the. He is the big bad. He's our enchantress from Suicide Squad, basically. Mm. He is the one who's threatening to open the portal. He is the main power. So then we have our big battle of good versus evil, the huge final battle in which at least one of our villains is going to die. Uh, let's say Donkey Kong. So Donkey Kong dies. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's some kind of element of self-sacrifice going on there. So Luigi and Wario work together to close the portal, basically, while the others distract Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately destroy him. Let's, let's, let's let Peach destroy Pikachu. Let's give her something to do. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I like the idea of watching Princess Peach kind of snap Pikachu's neck like a twig and then oh, just God. leave him dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one gets dark. I'm not apologizing. This might be an 18 racist one. I feel it would have to be, or else you're going to get a lot of people who coming to this film, oh, God, yeah, Pokemon and Mario, yeah. It's finally crossed over. And then... Yeah, there might be a lot of traumatized children leaving this cinema. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you've got to take risks. As an artist, you've got to take risks. Yeah. So anyway, so that fight is happening and Wario and Luigi are working together to kind of close the portal and they 
discover that the only way to close the portal, it, it can only be closed from the other side. But once it's closed, there's no way back. Yeah. So at this point, Wario makes the ultimate sacrifice. He dives through the portal, closes it, trapping himself forever in a, in a hellish dimension filled with Pokemon. Right. So it's 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 Wario's kind of redemption arc, basically. Okay. Uh, so and then and that's kind of it. And then the survivors go back to you know Nintendo Land. Mm-hmm. You know, they've saved the day. The villains are given their freedom as promised, mm-hmm. and the credits roll, and that's it. Although there is an end credit sequence because oh. it is a, it's a Suicide Squad, so it has to be. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So to conclude, end credit scene: we have Princess Daisy in a very, very secretive meeting. Yeah. Uh, in a, in a at the top of the castle or something, like the top tower of the castle. Who, with anyone? Well, this is what I'm getting to. Oh. So she's addressing a shadowy figure in a cloak. Okay. And she says, she tells him, okay, so the Pokemon thing got out of hand. Yeah. We, could, we couldn't control it like we thought we could. Yeah. But Princess Daisy still believes that war with humankind is the only hope of salvation for Nintendo Land. Right. And, she, and so this shadowy figure, she says, I've got a plan B, but I'm going to, can I still count on your support? Yeah. The shadowy figure turns around, pulls down a cloak. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, End of film. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Setting up that sequel. <laughs> okay, okay. So there's no Digimon in it. No. What, di- what is a Digimon? I don't know, but I feel like it's just an offshoot for Pokemon. Was it like Pokemon for younger children? Oh, was it a spin-off? Well, no, I think it was a separate brand. I think it was like a, a cheap rip-off. Like a, really? Yeah, it was kind of after my time. I just about caught Pokemon, but I was far too old to be into Digimon. Mm-hmm. Was it like a trading card thing? I think so. Yeah. No, there were no Digimon in my film. Maybe maybe they can be part of the next one. You know? yeah. I'm I'm clearly setting up a franchise here, so Sure, sure. A franchise of <laughs> hyperviolent misogynistic <laughs> misanthropy. <laughs> well yeah. I to be fair, I could see that kicking off mm-hmm. just for all the nostalgia that's there would hit the age range that you seem to be targeting. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, we remember Pokemon, we remember Super Mario, and we're in our twenties, we could probably handle, you know, that yeah. film. Okay. Um is who's playing Sonic? At the end, oh no, I had, that hadn't occurred to me actually. He's gonna be tricky because he maybe he is CGI, but he's still, still gonna need a voice. Uh, mm. I don't know, Zac Efron. Mm. No, no, we can do that. I feel like it's got to be somebody with a boyish voice. You think Zac Efron doesn't have a boyish voice? No, not anymore. James Corden. Ugh, oh, that's repulsive. I know you hate him, <laughs> but yeah. like, ugh, yeah, I can kind of see it though. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's gross. That that well, it's in keeping with this film being profoundly disturbing and upsetting. So yeah, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. as voiced by James Corden. Sure, why not? Let's go for it. I think that would be great. Yeah. So what was the name again? Super Final Boss. Super Mario Final Boss Battle. Super Mario Final, Final Boss, Boss Battle. Battle Squad. It's not great. We might have to work on the title. Final Let's Boss Battle that a little Squad. Bit. Yeah. I was trying to portmanteau the two, but it wasn't really. Nothing was coming to me. Um, I was I was more concerned with plot really than. What about? Boss Battle Squad or Super Mario Boss Battle Squad? Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess that kind of works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, cool. See, so, yeah, that's that's my film. Take it or leave it, people. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, that was that was our episode on Super Mario. Uh, listeners, yeah. What did you think? What do you think would be a good spin-off from the 1993 hit Super Mario Brothers? It can be a sequel, a reboot, or a remake. We don't care. We just want to hear your ideas. And if you send them in to us at uh, Beyond the Box Set, uh, then we will read them out on a future episode. So it's Twitter at Beyond the Box Set, or Beyond the Box Set at gmail.com, or Beyond the Box Set on Facebook. So find us, or beyond, go to our website, beyondtheboxset.com, and let us know your, your pictures, and we will read them out and give you a shout out. I think you said the website twice. Did I? Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, Can't say it too much. It's branding, Beyond the Box Set. <laughs> yeah, and so next week, uh, it's my choice for a film. It is. What have um, you chosen? 
I've chosen is a more recent film, okay. um, and it was popular, and it is Inception. Oh, okay. Um, I think I've already got some ideas for that. Cool. That is after Titanic. I might have mentioned this in an earlier episode of the highest grossing film after Titanic that currently doesn't have a sequel and hasn't and is not itself a sequel. Yeah. Which... So, did that inform your decision? Uh, yeah. Um, it's it's been on my list of things to do in this. Okay. In this podcast, I've got I've got a small list of films I want to do. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Um, great. Well, yeah. Join us next week for Inception. And if you have any thoughts, then yeah, get us on Twitter at Beyond the Boxer. Cool. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and thank you. Bye. Bye.